Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law Podcast brought to us by our friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. Click Learn More below right now to activate your U.S. Concealed Carry Association membership. The United States Concealed Carry Association helps responsibly armed Americans like you and I prepare for the before, during, and after of a self-defense incident. USCCA members get life-saving education, expert training, plus self-defense liability insurance, plus it's risk-free with their money-back bulletproof guarantee. Click Learn More right now to explore membership. And don't wait until it's too late. Click Learn More right now. And as always, the United States Concealed Carry Association is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Man, it's incredible. We're almost done with the first month of 2023. And to all of you out there, I pray that you're staying warm. I know that we have some winter storms that have rolled through. The panhandle of Texas uh, hit Oklahoma, heading out toward the northeast. So be careful, be safe, and stay warm out there. One of the things that we try to do here at Steadfast and Loyal Podcast, and as we draw to the close of another month, just want to remind you of the Pastor Tomahawk Award that we give out. And again, this beautiful tomahawk, the Black Robe Regiment Tomahawk, designed by David Stortz of Wichita, Kansas. What we like to do is for you to send in a nomination of your pastor to tomahawk at abwshow.com. Again, that's tomahawk at abwshow.com because we want to recognize those pastors out there that are living by the words of 2 Timothy chapter 4 two through five, preach the word in season and out. And we need to have that happen right now. The body of Christ has to awaken because if not, darker days could be ahead for us, but I don't believe that will be the case. So please, if you have a great, outstanding, stellar pastor out there that is preaching the word of God, please send in that nomination video, a paragraph description to a tomahawk at abwshow.com so we can recognize them Staff chooses the recipient. I just make sure he gets the tomahawk or her. We're looking for our first female to receive that tomahawk because I think that all of us should be warriors for God. Speaking of warriors for God, y'all know that I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Very proud of that. Atlanta is an incredible historical city. 
I mean, when you think about the Civil War and the burning down of Atlanta, you think about the civil rights movement that came through there. My neighborhood, the old Fourth Ward neighborhood, is the home of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and also his final resting place and Ebenezer Baptist Church. Auburn Avenue, which runs through my neighborhood, was the cradle of the civil rights movement. But what just recently happened in Atlanta, Georgia, really does rub me in the wrong way. Because I think it's so important that we respect the rule of law. And part of the rule of law, our Constitution, every single one of us has the First Amendment right to petition our government for redress of grievances. There's not a problem with that. But when we have people that want to take matters into their own hands— and, of course, the progressive socialist left are going to see it only in a one-way street. But all of a sudden, what happened in Atlanta, Georgia recently is something that should incense us because it continues to happen and yet no consequences and no ramifications thereof. What am I talking about? I'm talking about another burning in Atlanta where we saw Antifa members start to destroy property, burn police cars. Because they're upset about this thing that they call Cop City. It's a new training facility for law enforcement officers. And why should we not want to have a training facility for law enforcement officers? Everybody says they need better training. But to me, better training means, you know, how to defuse a situation. And if a situation does escalate, how to neutralize the escalation of a situation. So all of a sudden, these Antifa members who are against the construction of what they call Cop City in Atlanta, Georgia, decide that they're going to go a little bit too far. And one of their members draws down and shoots a Georgia state trooper. I got to tell you something. You draw a weapon. You shoot a law enforcement officer. To me, there's only one response the law enforcement officers shoot back. And that's exactly what they did in Atlanta, Georgia. They shot back and they killed this Antifa member, this far-left domestic terrorist organization. And when you think about the title Antifa, they're supposed to be anti-fascist. And, of course, fascists mean that you know these are people that are out there trying to force you to believe and think of one certain way. They suppress all other type of thought, perspective, or insight. So how can these people call themselves Antifa, anti-fascist, when what they're doing is going out there and attacking people because of their thoughts, perspectives, and insights? Shows how dumb they are. So the Georgia State Police and law enforcement officers, agencies, they return fire and they kill this Antifa member. What does Antifa decide to do? They're just going to start burning things down. They're just going to start destroying property. No different than what we saw back during the summer of 2020 when they took matters into their own hands. Since Antifa has come upon this scene, this stage, we've seen billions of dollars in property damage. We've seen countless amounts of deaths because of them, law enforcement officers. But yet nothing's done. How is it that we're allowing an organization to be cl clad in black, masked up, and get out on our streets and create havoc and violence? You know, Merrick Garland, you know, sits around and 
talks about how his Department of Justice is not a partisan organization. But yet they were going to go after parents that show up at school board meetings after labeling them domestic terrorists. Where is someone like Merrick Garland? Where is someone like Christopher Wray, the FBI? Where are the members of the Democrat Party to condemn this organization called Antifa? As a matter of fact, what they normally try to do, and the current vice president of the United States of America, Kamala Harris, when she was a senator, she was out helping to raise funds to get them out of jail. Yeah. See, when I think about Antifa, I kind of think about the old brown shirts, the S.A., in what became Nazi Germany. And understand that Nazi is short for National Socialist. You know, the people in the Democrat Party now who admit that they're socialists, trying to nationalize economic production. Gavin Newsom now wants to go after people that have left California with a wealth tax. So even though you've left California, he believes that he still has the right to tax your property. The people that want to create this social egalitarianism, they want to create this welfare dependency state, the secular humanists. Speaking of secular humanists, another one of these groups out there, Jane's Revenge. How come it is that pro-life advocates, pro-life pregnancy centers, they're being attacked. Pro-life activists find themselves being put in jail, facing trial, facing sentencing. But yet we can't find anyone from this group, Jane's Revenge, that is out there doing all of these things, attacking pro-life centers. But yet, if you stand for life, somehow you end up in jail. Just the same as you're a parent that's concerned about the education of your child. You don't want to see the indoctrination of your child. You're labeled a domestic terrorist, and all of a sudden, people come knocking on your door. How come we're not knocking on the door of Antifa members? How can we not find their source of financing and income? Someone's buying them these little laser devices that they're using to blind police. Someone's buying them the bricks that they're using to throw and bust open storefronts. Someone is buying them the, the, the clothing, the masks. Someone is transporting them to and fro and whereabout. How come the Department of Justice has not done this? How come we don't have governors out there? Governor Kemp. In Georgia, sir, why did you not immediately come out and say, I am signing an executive order that declares Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization in the state of Georgia? We're going to crush them because we're not having this type of violence. I mean, this is the same group that created an autonomous zone up in Seattle. I guess that's okay. What if a bunch of conservatives got together? and tried to create their own little community. Oh, yeah. Oh, we see what's happening with, you know, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, whatever. I don't really recall anyone in the Oath Keepers or Proud Boys burning down and tearing down billions of dollars worth of property or killing any law enforcement officers or blinding them. But yet that's what Antifa is doing. That's what James Revenge is doing. It's time someone has to man up 
and I say this with a little bit of smirk on my face, because recently Marjorie Taylor Greene, a representative from Georgia, was on with Tucker Carlson. And she's going to introduce legislation that declares Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. Since we got governors that are allowing these groups to run around rampant throughout their states, and they're not doing it. We don't need to have a law. Just declare them as such. Just designate them as such. Anyone a member, you're a domestic terrorist. Anyone that's supporting them, you're a domestic terrorist. You got to break the back of this group. And maybe some people saying, hey, Colonel, you may, you may want to watch out because, I mean, you drawing attention to yourself, speaking about Antifa, whatever. What if they show up and say, <laughs> don't? Because I'm serious as two dogs fighting. Recall back in a few years ago in Austin, Texas, Antifa was out shutting down, you know, roads, blocking traffic, even out on I-35. There was a young Army sergeant. See, that just shows you, you don't play around with soldiers. But some Antifa member who had previously made a video about how he was going to go out with his AK-47 and no one's going to stop him. This Antifa member pointed his AK-47 at this Army sergeant who was sitting in his vehicle. Very bad decision for the Antifa member. And, of course, the city of Austin the leftist city of Austin, the progressive socialist Marxist city of Austin, Texas, decides to bring charges against the Army sergeant. This is how whacked is getting here in the United States of America. So I'm challenging Governor Greg Abbott, Governor Brian Kemp, governors of Tennessee, wherever, Wherever these Antifa organizations are popping up, I'm not challenging the Democrat governors because they're going to embrace them. This has become, well, an armed wing almost of the Democrat Party, much the same as the SA were the armed enforcers out terrorizing and intimidating people for Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I said it because there's a parallel there. And again, Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray. FBI, Department of Justice, you're sitting around, you're doing nothing. You'd rather go after pro-life activists and you'd rather go after parents than go after these rich, little, spoiled, leftist white kids because that's predominantly who it is. They're out there destroying property, attacking law enforcement officers. To the law enforcement officers, if you have a leader, a chief of police, a county sheriff, whomever, that's not going to stand up and ensure that you're protected against this domestic terrorist organization, you need to find a new leader. To the people out there, legal law-abiding citizens, you cannot allow this type of violence to overtake our streets, whereby there's a group that wants to undermine the way of life that we have here in this constitutional republic. This is not how we're supposed to live in America. If you fire upon a law enforcement officer, you have lost your constitutional right to petition your government for redress of grievances because you've broken the law. And the law enforcement officers have every right to protect and defend themselves 
but also to protect all of us law-abiding citizens. And if law enforcement officers seek not to protect us law-abiding citizens, legal gun owners, then we will have to do it ourselves. Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization. Jane's Revenge is a domestic terrorist organization. The transnational narco-criminal terrorist organizations that we call cartels should be designated as a domestic terrorist organization. And anyone doing business with these type of organizations need to be in prison after they've been properly charged and tried, if they're American citizens. Anyone financing these organizations, they need to be found and their assets need to be frozen and seized. We have to take back the streets of these United States of America, especially as we have the left that are releasing more criminals as well out onto these streets. Or else, as you saw with the young Fox News weatherman Adam Klotz, our streets won't be safe for us to walk on them. And that is not the Texas or the America that I plan to leave to my grandson or to your children and grandchildren. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.